Hi, my name is Mark. I've been working professionally as a web developer since 2009. I got started by making tiny HTML snippets for pay-per-click ads, and my responsibilities have grown tremendously since then. I've got my gripes about this profession, rest assured. I've had my headaches from working with Prototype and Scriptaculous, mucked with no conflicting that alongside jQuery, been weary about what's really inside of NPM packages, and I've been through my fair share of browser wars too. I remember when things were perfect at 960 wide, only to have this thing called responsive web design take foot. Then came progressive web apps and a gnarly series of point flips on if I should be using React, Vue, or Angular. That said, the evolution continues and my enthusiasm remains. I'm doing what I can one keystroke at a time, and I'm good with that. Recording out of North County, San Diego, I'm here to help put my city's digital savants on the forefront, talk tech, and find the proper moments of rest before burnout becomes a reality. So sit back and enjoy these next few minutes, and welcome to All Web SD. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of All Web SD. Today, I'm joined by Peter Harnish, San Diego resident and CEO of WellIQ. I've known him professionally as a technology manager, e-commerce architect, but more importantly, a very close friend. And in this discussion, I wanted to steal a few short minutes to deconstruct WellIQ, the accessible survey platform which strengthens patient and provider relationships. I have no clue what that means, Peter, so please help me out. How are you? Isn't that a loaded one? I'm here to to help you out with that. I know it's a mouthful, right? It is, but it's a mouthful on purpose. And a quick backstory before we go headfirst into you and into WellIQ and all of the surrounding elements with that, I want everyone to know that you are one of my closest friends. You were at my wedding. You were a groomsman at my wedding. And... You kind of volunteer to be a bridesmaid, too. Um, just kidding. I, I tried. You know, however I could be part, I was going to be there. That's right. And Peter, I've known for essentially over 10 years, and it's been an awesome ride ever since. You've been one of my collaborators, closest friends, obviously, technology partners, and just brain picker. We text all the time. How would you do this? How would you do that? Um, and frankly, whatever you're going to text me next, I don't know the answer quite yet. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's you're you're being uh, too hard on yourself. You definitely know most of the answers. Most, but not all. But today, I need to know something that I have absolutely no context to, at least not now, and that's WellIQ. So, let's get into it, shall we? WellIQ.org. What is WellIQ? Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the abbreviated version, right? Because I think Mark knows that uh, I'm certainly long-winded. But WellIQ at a high level is a digital platform for patient feedback. And it's inclusive of all patient visits, whether that's telehealth, inpatient, outpatient. And, you know, everyone listening here is probably thinking, why do I even need that? Um, but it's been a major problem in healthcare, and. You know, how do you effectively get patient feedback in a timely manner is a problem. And it's a problem even in corporate America. How do you get peer-to-peer feedback? And, you know, that's something we solve too. But in healthcare, you know, that is tied to reimbursements for organizations. And more importantly, it's tied to patient outcomes and patient experiences. And everybody, right, you want to have a good experience, right? There's no one that goes to the doctor and says, I don't want to have that positive experience. So 
you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting to, to look at just how effective a survey can be. Like if I told you, Mark, that mm. you were going to get a survey on your, you know, visit to the doctor, I think we both know that no one's filling that out. Like that's just the, the normal cases you already have in mind what yeah. that survey looks like. Right? If I said you were getting a survey from your doctor visit, what do you think it looks like? Uh, out of box, yeah. it's probably just some kind of long-winded form. Um, yeah, probably a, bu- a bunch of questions that I really am too tired to answer. Um, little things of that nature. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's more, but those are the t- top two things I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? It's Sometimes they're paper surveys, which is crazy talk. And then if you actually get a digital one, it's usually mm-hmm. 20 questions with, you know, 10 radio buttons per question. If you click the wrong one, you get five new questions. It's super complicated. And so, you know, what we did was we really flipped it on its head. And we do our surveys completely different than what you're used to seeing. We do it the complete patient journey. So we're talking about as soon as you get there, you can give feedback on the reception, the medical assistant, the doctor the scheduler on your way out. You see their faces on the survey. There's badges that represent the behaviors that are important. And it's as close to real time as we can possibly do. So I know it's hard to make surveys sexy. You know, that's the dialogue for another time. Yes. But what we did is we made them easy to use on the front end. And that drives these huge open rates and completion rates. And we made it useful on the back end because that gives all the organizations the data that they need to make better decisions, right? More informed, data-driven decisions. So when you think of WellIQ, we're definitely the best real-time patient feedback platform, but it's a lot more than that, right? Under the covers of this survey platform, based on a rich backstory that came from the consumer side. And we'll get to the consumer side in a moment, but I still need to understand where you just put me. Um, Specific to long-winded forms, long-winded surveys, things of that nature. Obviously, me just saying that in itself is rather unattractive. And if I'm in that person's shoes, the last thing I want to do is that. I've got medical hardships or I've got whatever my personal journey is in terms of my medical condition, or for the most part, a family member is already daunting, stressful, um, and all of these other negative little feelings that we don't need to get into. But you get where I'm going with this. It's just so much but you're telling me that your service can still accommodate for that in a different way yeah so it's one of the interesting things that we learned along the way which is people want to give feedback the bottom line is that whether or not you had a great experience or a poor experience if you have the opportunity to create a conversation and open a line of communication with that patient they're going to respond. It is shocking because when we talk to people, it is a lot of that kind of negative bias at the beginning, yes. which is true. Yes. Because if you're not asking every patient, then the patients who are going to go out and give you feedback are either the ones that had an incredible experience or they're generally going to be the ones that had the poor experience. But it's only because you didn't ask all the other people, right? If you're mm-hmm. just making it part of your business, if you're business and the experience is we want you to be you know impacting not only your patient journey but others 
then everyone wants to do that. If I know mm. if I reply to the survey that is the easiest survey I've ever completed, then yeah, I'm going to do it every time because that means my experience the next time I come here is going to be better. It means that when my sister comes in, it's going to be better. If my kids come in, they're going to have a better experience. So I'm part of that. I'm really building on this idea of creating positive patient experiences, which is what we want to do. Right. So I want to kind of put this on ground zero for my own personal means, if you will. I'm going to put me in, I'm going to throw me under the bus a little bit as an example. Um, where would I, Mark Reyes, as a customer, consumer, as a patient, um, see your product or service, if at all? Or is that more so on the business side of things, back office, where I don't get to see that? Let's so just no. say, let me magnify a little bit more, set the stage a little bit better. Um, whatever, heaven forbid, I have a struggling illness that I have to overcome and I have to go through that journey um, and all the bells and whistles and all, and all that jazz that, that's involved. Highly complex, right? At any point in that journey, will I see your product or service? Yeah, 100%. And I can give you a, a real simple example. So let's take Please. your your need to go somewhere for a problem and we'll use a client that we have here in San Diego. So Work Partners Occupational Health, they've been a client of ours from almost day one. So just imagine that for some reason you've had a workplace injury and you've had to go to a place. You go to Work Partners. As soon as you walk in and you check in with them, you're going to get a text message from us and it's going to be the Well IQ survey. And it's going to explain to you, here's where you're going. You're going to see a reception, then you're going to see a medical assistant, you're going to see a clinician, and then you're going to be done. And so as you go back, when they take you in the room and that medical assistant comes in, you can actually in real time say, yep, this is, this is good. Here's the feedback on this person. And as you complete the entire journey, you're giving feedback the whole way. And that person can actually do that. You know, they can give you feedback, the organization sees it, and it allows for service recovery. So you know that the entire time that you're in that visit, it's a well IQ survey that you're filling out, and it's impacting your experience because your feedback matters. Got it. And let's stay centered to feedback yet again in a different light. And I was not going to ask this question, but the way you're explaining is forcing me in this direction. Inside of that entire journey, again, heaven forbid I, I am to fall in line to any kind of ailment or illness that requires me to go on this long path. Um, you said something about you're, you're in the feedback loop the entire time. It's kind of counterintuitive because when you think about feedback, naturally it's about negative feedback or I need to complain about something, right? Just naturally. Just You could go to any kind of feedback form and things like that. It's just naturally. And... Honestly, you know how to address negative feedback. You just hit, hit it right in the head and fix it kind of mentality. But what do you do with positive feedback? Yeah, I mean, so two points on that. One is that of all of our clients, so we have you know hundreds and thousands of local patient visits. We have millions across the nation. And I would say about 99.9% .9 of all feedback is incredibly positive. So. Mm. It, it's an interesting thing that wow. because everyone is of the same notion, right? That everyone wants to give negative feedback, right? It's like, yes, culture, right? Yes, like that's, that's guilty, what think. guilty. But again, it's because you're not being asked every time. So it's, 
it's just something to keep in mind that people want to say that you did a good job. We want to recognize, right, that there's great positive things happening. And that's where positive feedback goes. And one of the things that we built the platform on was the idea of giving feedback at the staff level. Because we want to recognize people for doing a good job. It's hard to do that. And in healthcare especially, these are folks that are working their butts off, right? Correct. Absolutely. And a lot of times they don't get recognition, right? Maybe when they're doing some rounding, they're doing a huddle, someone will say, oh, you know, yesterday so-and-so had something nice to say about you. But it's very much about, you know, can I remember it? And am I, do I have enough time to even inject that? And we want to build a culture where we're recognizing, you know, this positive uh, aspect of our workplace. And if you're not asking everyone, you're not going to get the answers. Interesting. We'll come back to that in a little bit because it's it's a, it's rather again outside looking in. It's kind of counterintuitive on the natural Yelp culture level. So yep. th- this is very informative in that light because you're putting a clever spin to this uh, in in the right direction. But I'm gonna pull back because I've known you for over ten years now, and I know a broad level journey of Well IQ, and I'm here to get the like the zoom in look about it. But what have mentioned my biz and what are the, the history of it all and how did this all come about? Because when I knew you, I still know you. The last time I caught up with this passion, this endeavor, it was called Mention My Biz. So how did Will IQ come about? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And, you know, I'll give you the, the, the listeners a little history of where Mention My Biz even came from. So Mention My Biz was our consumer-facing product. Okay. And it was really a competing product with the Yelps of the world. And very simple origin story with a pretty big impact, which is I was traveling back to Canada, and I was on an airplane, and I just had a great flight. Flight attendant was super kind to me. You know, she was asking about my family, was asking where I was going, uh, gave me some wings for the kids, some stickers. And awesome. I think I might have got a free drink in there somewhere. And it was as I was getting off the plane, I thought, that was awesome. Great experience. No way for me to give feedback on that flight attendant. She'll never know that she impacted my journey that day. Hmm. Her manager will never know that she did a good job that day. And the organization will have no idea what the behaviors were that they should be training other flight attendants on. And so I got off of the plane and I thought, geez, there's just no way to give feedback on staff level folks. And those are the people that actually, you know, are the brand ambassadors. Those are the people that are making your large organization what you want it to be. And so that was the genesis of Mention My Biz and what would become Well IQ was, how do I create a platform that allows any individual to then give feedback on a staff member, not just the organization, but on the staff themselves, because that's important. So fast forward, came back to San Diego, started you know creating the architecture, the IP that surrounds it, and then we really went into this tons of research and development, focus groups, test and learn before it was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure we were pushing things out, testing it with the user base, creating ways to shop local programs. How do you get these consumers to want to give feedback? And it evolved into us having this platform 
that made engagement really easy at the staff level. And we started doing some, you know, investor fundraising for the startup. Mm-hmm. And our investors were the ones that said, you know, healthcare really needs this. There's actually legislation that requires them to have something like this. And wow. you guys have just already created it. So you should start looking at healthcare. And, you know, what we learned was that, as everyone on, you know, listening here knows, is healthcare is kind of antiquated. Yes. Um, you know, absolutely. they're not known for leading the technology charge. Yes. Uh, and, Patient surveys were no different, and getting feedback was a big problem. Uh, you know, even still, uh, and you've probably seen this, and others listening have, you can go to large hospitals, health organizations here, and their patient feedback form is a box that has a slot in the top, and they want you to leave your feedback in this plastic box, which you know begs the question of who's hmm. reading it and taking action, right? That That's data a- is not going anywhere. That is actually my first question, which, you know, it goes into the ether now because who is looking at that box? You're right. That was really the first thing that that got set in my head the moment you said that as a primary example. Um, Sad, really. It's disappointing. Um, I I, I wish I had a follow-up on that, but no, I don't. That's rather sad. So that's where you come into play. I I get where the gist of that is coming from. In the history and the context of that and how it carries over into the healthcare arm of things. One more thing, though, in particular. Provider to patient, this much I get, because it's metaphorically similar to what you've just described. Provider patient was airline attendant and passenger in this case. But there's another surrounding element here that you have yet to explain to me is how the family is involved in all of this, because in it, we're, I lost my train of thought, I apologize, but it, my interpretation, getting the too long didn't read kind of notion is that provider and patient and family are part of this. So I kind of want to know where the family component comes into play. I already got the patient and provider part is very straightforward. Where's that element for me? Yeah, there's two aspects for that. So one is the outpatient, right? So if you're talking about outpatient visits, then it could easily be that you're the parent of a child uh, and you may be the one who's, you know, giving the feedback on that visit. But kind of the more important one and really exciting for us recently is we've done an integration with Point Click Care and they're the largest senior care electronic health record system in the nation. And that means that you're talking about uh, an individual who may be in various stages throughout their senior care. And so they may not be the one who's going to be filling out the feedback form, right? I see, okay. We're actually sending these surveys and feedback requests to the loved ones, the contact list of the patient. And that could be a variety of people and it could be for a variety of reasons, but we wanted to make sure that this continuity of care is kind of taken care of and that you don't want people to feel like they're not having that communication and it's kind of what I talked about earlier we really want to have that be a a road where it's not one way it's not just the the doctor talking to the patient and the loved ones it's you being able to give a little feedback of you know I went in and I was visiting my you know father who was in this particular facility Mm -hmm. and Maybe, you know, the bed wasn't looking great or, you know, they hadn't combed his hair or, you know, something small. It would be nice to be able to give that feedback. 
But also if it's something large, you know, how do you do that, right? How do you know what's being looked at? Well, if you've opened up the line of communication and it goes both ways, that's a, a vital component to, again, the patient outcomes and setting expectations that things will get met. Understood. I can't ignore this, and this, is, this was not part of the original agenda, um, but I have to bring, bring it to light. Because you are intersecting your services with healthcare primarily uh, in the modern day world, how, if applicable at all, how did COVID impact your organization? Yeah. Loaded, loaded question. So let me kind of reduce this a little bit more because I want to, I want to put more focus in terms of what I just asked. In terms of the patients, the customers who benefit from your product or service, how did that impact them, if any? Yeah, I'd say the, and again, I'm long-winded, but two. two this is important. This one's important. So please be long-winded. I need to know. Yeah. So the first is that telehealth became very important, right? And getting feedback on telehealth appointments was not something that was easy to do. So when you think about almost everything pre-COVID, understanding if your needs were being met as a patient on a telehealth type of call, mm -hmm. that was not being done. And it happened that we were already prepared for that. So our clients who are integrated with us directly, uh, they were then able to immediately still send surveys to the patient after a telehealth visit, mm. which allowed them to know, you know, how was the connection? Was it easy to hear? Were the doctors clear? Did they, you know, cover everything that they needed to? And those are questions that no one else was asking. So all of a sudden we were able to facilitate a faster and improved cycle of telehealth, which was you know, coming into its own rapidly. Mm -hmm. And then I would say the other piece was that for us as a company, it also allowed us to take some time to say, we need to make that easier for everyone. So let's do more of these direct integrations with electronic health record systems so that it's automated, it's easy, it just happens, right? We don't want to make it hard for people to get feedback. It's right. easy for the, the patient. So let's make it easier for the providers and the administrators by just making it an automated thing that just happens. Sweet. And I suspect that had a good, what am I looking for? What's the buzzword I'm looking for? Open rate interactions and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, our stats of open rates, even on our, so we prefer to go with text messages, but it depends on the patient if they've consented to receive text messages. Of course, of course. And then, you know, on emails, I mean, our open rates on emails and even completion rates of our surveys from emails would make, you know, even the best e-commerce site very jealous. You know, we have over 20, 30 percent open rates and completion rates in the nine, high 90 percent of folks who actually open it. So it's... Yeah. Uh, it, it's very good and again it just goes with making it easy if you make it easy you make it part of the process you know people love that they love being part of the process being asked how they're doing you know that that's great yeah and for those that need context on e-commerce conversion rates I believe take my what take what I'm about to say with a lot of salt not just a grain but last time I had a conversation like this it was still one to three percent and three percent was lucky kind of mentality yeah. yeah, and that that is generally the case, and you know our 
our kind of conversion rates have, to be honest, even shocked us, you know, as founders and, you know, someone with a technology background. Mm -hmm. uh, it's shocking to see sometimes that people want to do this. Um, you know, they really want to be part of the process. Uh, and even so much so that external, they will go through a well IQ survey. And then at the end of our surveys, we ask if they want to post something publicly as well. And of those that complete the surveys, 15 to 20% of those then take the next step to go to a Google or a health grades or a Facebook and leave a public review as well. I just realized the ancillary effect of everything that you just explained in terms of being a customer or user of this or someone that stumbles onto this in my medical journey, that if I continue to actively participate in this feedback loop, it actually stabilizes all of the people involved in my health uh, process, my healthcare process. Like I'll, I'll be with familiar, I feel like in a game of pretend, I'll be seeing the same consistent faces I want to see over and over to help me on my healthcare journey. The most reliable people will be surrounding me. The most reliable flight attendants will be surrounding me when I take my flight kind of mentality. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I feel of how it evolves. Yeah, you're, you're empowering the patients, you're empowering oh. the employees, and you're empowering the organization. And all of that kind of gets thrown into this idea of engagement, right? I'm, I'm right. doing my job because I love it, but I'm also now being recognized for doing my job, and that's great. Right. Yep, and I see definitely because you're coming in from the staff level from that perspective. I'm coming in from that consumer level still because that's what I know. But I'm, I'm starting to see how you're teasing out the values from, from each lane. Um, okay, well done. Why? Why? We're web developers. Let's be honest. You and I still at the core of our core. We're web developers. Right? Yep. How are you a .org and not a .com? <laughs> well, uh, good question. Uh, when we came up with the brand of WellIQ, we had a few things in mind. We liked that name because it had IQ. We wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, improve decisions, make organizations smarter. Okay. Uh, wellness, right, is part of the healthcare world. And then depending on if you wanted to pronounce it differently, you could also pronounce it, we like you. And so, again, recognizing... I see what you did there. And, and wow. so, <laughs> so at the time, .com was owned by someone who just had it out for auction and didn't of want course. to sell it. Of course. But .orgs were very common in healthcare as well. So we went with the .org knowing that eventually we would get the .com, which we have. So we do have the .com now as well, but uh, we've left it on welliq.org, maybe eventually to move over to .com. Gotcha. Well, you kind of threw me, you got, got me kind of thrown there because now I'm going to start calling this We Like You instead of Well IQ. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely, I see how that's there covertly. So good on you, copywriter. Good job, Wordsmith. Whoever that was, kudos to you. All right, my friend. I miss you heavily, and we could definitely talk more, and we will after the fact, and that's definitely more so an offline kind of catch-up. But before we go, is there anything else about Well IQ or Mention My Biz that you'd like to bring to the table before we say goodbye? Yeah, I mean, I just think that... Uh... Feedback in general is something that everyone listening to this should really be thinking about. Uh, mm -hmm. Well IQ at its core is a feedback platform. 
So it's near and dear to our hearts that, you know, everyone's thinking about it. And it can be in healthcare, it can be in your corporate job, it can be anywhere. But you should just be thinking about how am I communicating? Am I actually having a feedback cycle that's open? Uh, mm -hmm. Because that's what's important. And then since I know this is targeted for some San Diego tech community, you know, I will also say that beginning way back in 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. when this was, you know, the startup San Diego community was, you know, an essential piece. Meeting up with folks that are involved in the San Diego community definitely was very helpful. So, you know, I guess just a shout out to all those people that were around back then and to all the people joining now. I mean, it's a great community and definitely stay, stay in there and stay hungry. Stay in there, stay hungry and be relentless. I think that's something I learned in just recent days, seriously, um, altogether. But that, again, is a different story for a different day. So before we go, now that you've said your piece, let's do the traditional stuff. Outside of wellIQ.org, where else could we find you? Or is that the most successful way to contact you? Yeah, wellIQ.org is certainly the, the easiest way to get there. Uh, you can also just contact me via email. I'm happy to, to talk to anyone. It's just peter at wellIQ.org. And, uh, you know, we're always up for a good conversation about feedback, about startups, about technology. Uh, as you said, Mark, uh, I definitely still dabble uh, when it comes to the, the coding world. So. Pop open that GitHub repo and I'll collaborate. I told you. That's all you got to do. All right. All right. Then. Well, thank you, everyone here. Peter, thank you so much, brother, friend. Um, and to everybody else in San Diego Tech Hub and outward. Because regardless, I pump this thing globally. Once it hits the internet, it hits the internet. Aloha. Thanks again for listening in. Remember, I'm here to foster innovation through conversation. So if you'd like to continue this discussion or any topics previously discussed, join me at San Diego Tech Hub and go headfirst into the All Web SD group. It's totally free. Just visit this link or click San Diego Tech Hub on the footer of allwebsd.com. Thanks and aloha.